Osterlink here for another edition of Fine Wisdom. That's hashtag Fine, F-E-I-N, Wisdom. Here with constitutional scholar Bruce Fine. Afternoon, Bruce. Thanks, Michael. Always delighted to be with you. Fantastic. So uh, it's presidential season. Uh, we just It's uh, now May of 2015. It's unfortunate it's presidential season. It's kind of far away. But it's already started. We have a few Republicans who've already announced their candidacy. We obviously have Mrs. Clinton as the Democrat and Mr. Sanders as the Independent running as a Democrat, I believe. There's a myth in our country that anyone can become president of the United States. And it's a myth per perpetuated all over the place. And unfortunately, it's been proven out <laughs> in many cases, especially in the recent past. But I know you have a differing opinion that that is actually not true or should not be true based on the intentions and thoughts of our founding fathers. Yeah. Can you explain sure. your you thoughts? Sure. The, the founding fathers gave you know, considerable attention to leadership because it was required to win the American Revolution. You know, it, it's true we talk about the Minutemen at Lexington and Concord, but the reason why they were organized is because someone was able to write something called uh, the, first, the, the grievances of the First and Second Continental Congresses that ripened into the Declaration of Independence that were organized around the theory of liberty liberty-centered constitutional universe that awakened their bravery and courage, and they deserve celebration, but they weren't out there by spontaneous combustion thinking up these ideas of all men are created equal and, institute, and governments are instituted among men to secure unalienable rights of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. And although I, I think I would, I would add to your initial observation, it still is true that anyone who satisfies the requirements of the Constitution, which is 35 years old, been a natural-born citizen, uh, is, is eligible to become President of the United States. And some have been President who I probably and I wouldn't have voted for because I didn't think they had the leadership qualifications to lead the country in the right direction. But if we take I know, a common refrain that I think uh, works reasonably well in, in today's intellectual environment from the presidential aspirants. It's that, well, I'm not the professional politician. We need to get rid of these people whose lives is filled with politics. Um, and that means not politics in the sense that you're just serving an office, but that your life turns around thinking about political philosophy because Machiavelli was engaged in politics. You know, Socrates was engaged in politics. Plato was. You know, the great philosophers are thinking about the exercise of power. And that, of course, is what politics is all about. And the, the founding fathers uh, believed that those who should exercise uh, or the ones that should be elevated to power were what Jefferson called an aristocracy of merit. It wasn't something that you inherited by birth. It wasn't because you were in like the French at the time uh, uh, before the revolution in the first or second caste and you had certain privileges. It's that through skill, foresight, industry, and, and thought and scholarship and, and character, you were able to discharge those duties of office that included setting an example, a moral example, as well as knowing the, uh, the duties and responsibilities of office and how they could be uh, effectively exercised. And this understanding of the need for leadership, it's what Lincoln called the, the need to elicit the better angels of our nature, uh, was very, very profound uh, in the uh, initial generations, which is why we ended up with Washington and Adams and Jefferson and Madison and Monroe and Quincy Adams as our first presidents. Uh, and one of the reasons is that uh, leadership is critical to thinking in a far-sighted way about the importance of precedent. 
uh, not going down the road of saying, yeah, we could do this in the short run. It might yield a short run advantage, but it's setting a terrible precedent. That is, the ends can never justify the means. The history of liberty is the history of procedural protections and kind of resisting the temptation to cut corners to say, oh, Congress is too slow. I'll just issue an executive order. I'll just go to war on my own, seeing that this would lead to, to ruination. Uh, that's not something that ordinary people see, especially if they're not you know, schooled in politics and the history of power and what is likely to do to someone if you're unchecked uh, by any countervailing uh, authority. Uh, and that's why when you uh, try to preach this idea, which I think first emerged with Andy Jackson, that anyone with any kind of ability to read is fully as equipped to discharge the office of the presidency or secretary of state, as somebody like a James Madison or, or Jefferson or George Washington, that is utterly ridiculously uh, misconceived. It's, it's the, and, and one of the ironies, uh, Michael, is in terms of the difficulty of, of understanding all the, the dynamics behind power and where countries go politically, it is far more challenging than any other discipline more challenging than high energy physics than, than Einstein because you're dealing with human nature. You're not dealing with constants like, you know, a particle being you know, about light or a wave at times. And that's why John Adams observed the we had made less progress in political science and understanding how to deter wars and senseless oppression than in any other discipline at all. We had now the heliocentric theory of the universe displaced the geocentric. We're inventing the steam engine and the, the replaceable parts for, for guns and that kind of stuff. But when it comes to understanding power, that's the most difficult to recognize and perceive. And it involves a sense of compromise and balance and measured judgments and not being an egomaniac. Uh, all those kinds of things that are quite rare. And if you look at the trait, what I would call leadership, it's like all other traits in the species on a bell-shaped curve. Most everybody is in the middle, but you only have a handful of people really who combine the charisma as well as the wisdom and patience and character to really stimulate and evoke in the people you know, a desire to respond to the better angels of the nature, to be more magnanimous, to be more forgiving, to be more industrious because everyone wakes up in the morning and says, hey, I want to be like George Washington. That's, that's somebody who I would want to raise my kids. And that raises their level of, of culture, if you will. But when you get up and you see somebody who just like yourself, then you're not inspired that way. So when you hear these candidates sort of priding themselves and saying, well, I'm not a professional politician. Well, true enough in the sense that we don't require in order to run for office, you know, George Washington hadn't served in public office other than the presidency, that you have to occupy an elected position. But when they, if they try to mean they haven't been thinking about political ideas and philosophy for most of their life, then I get worried. That means that they are naive, you know, when it comes to thinking that they can snap their fingers and all you need to do to change the world in Washington, D.C. is just to have new people, new blood. You can have all the best intentions in the world if you don't understand the ingredients, you know, the, the, uh, the cornerstones of what caused people to respond to power and how you need to check it and, uh, and disperse it uh, and yet have it sufficiently muscular that you can control predation you're going to be clueless up there. And I don't know how many members come to Congress and they think, well, they're going to change the world, and they understand. It is way more complicated than they thought because they've never been involved in this stuff before. They think that running a business is like running a, a, a political machine. Not true. Herbert Hoover was a great businessman, a terrible, terrible president of the United States. 
and so we need to be reluctant. It's not to sneer at, at all or scorn uh, common people who don't have this political wisdom or leadership, but it's just a fact of life. And the country is what we have to be concerned with, and that's why we have to think about leadership in a different way. We need to ask these members, well, have you read the trial of Socrates? How do you understand the power? Was Alcibiades right when he decided with the Athenian Empire is going to sail off to Syracuse? He thought it was make it rich. And what lessons have you learned from that if the empire overreaches? You know, why did Napoleon go to Moscow? Is that a lesson for us? If you haven't thought about things, I get worried because that's exactly, aren't we doing the same thing in Yemen and Iraq, Afghanistan, Somalia, you name it, that's where we are. And that's what the candidates have to be asked upon. It's not like, you know, they're getting scored for an SAT test. But if you haven't thought about these things, you are going to be a very, very poor leader of right now the most powerful country in the world. Amen. Now, Bruce, you have written a couple of books that touch upon a lot of these issues that you just raised. The titles of your books? Yes. Uh, American Empire Before the Fall uh, and a Constitutional Peril, The Life and Death Struggle for a Constitution Democracy, which elaborate on some of these ideas of, of leadership and why the United States is headed towards self-ruination unless we return to the standard of, of Washington and Adams and Jefferson and Madison. Uh, and again, it's simply because leadership is a rare skill. Uh, but it's more imperative in politics than in football or basketball or any other walk of life. And uh, these can be found on my website, www.brucefinelaw.com or on Amazon. Thank you, Bruce. Thank you.